0: Hi, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. This is episode five. My name is Laura Forehand, and I'm an advanced Platinum Certified Whole Brain Teaching instructor. And I'm joined by...
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Rhonda Arald. I'm a Platinum Certified Instructor as well. We're so glad that you are listening to us today.
0: Yes, thank you for joining us. So we want to remind everyone of the Whole Brain Teaching Cycle and the three steps that we've discussed so far on previous podcasts today we will be talking about step four, which is that collaborative learning. This is our teach okay.
1: Now collaborative learning is where students are going to be teaching their partner that bullet point you just taught them during direct instruction. And we talked about direct instruction on our last podcast, so check that out if you haven't. Students are gonna teach their partner until that bullet point, until you call them back with that attention getter, that class yes. Yeah, and then when students are
0: teaching each other, it's going to be really important that they use their gestures. So one student is teaching the bullet point. So one student is talking and teaching that bullet point. However, both students are gesturing. So you have 100% engagement. And when hands are engaged in learning, then there's less nonsense that takes place in your classroom.
1: And we don't want to have that nonsense in the classroom. (laughs) Absolutely. Moving. The collaborative learning part of the whole brain teaching cycle is our chance as teachers to assess the student's comprehension and I love this part of it. Our job is to assess how well students understand the information in that bullet point or chunk that we just taught them. If they understood it well then you can move on to that next bullet point in your lesson. But if you notice that they don't understand what they're supposed to teach, you can call them back and reteach that last bullet point. Or like we've talked with before, we can, might have to break it down into a smaller chunk,
0: but Mm -hmm. it's a great
1: way to kind of check that comprehension.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that point back up. So during this assessment time, you can also use what's called praise, prompt, and leave. And if you look on the website, you're gonna see that um, under the the whole brain teaching cycle. So this is just a quick comment that's made to students as they're teaching with their partner. So for for example, um, a praise could be something like, nice big gesture, Susie. Um, An example of a prompt might be, make sure you are mirroring your partner's gestures, please. Um, Whether you are praising or prompting, the idea is to simply bend down, say your praise, say your prompt, and then leave. This assessment time should take no longer than 30 seconds. We don't want to stay there and get into a verbal match with our students. Um, And I mean, this has happened to me where you say, you know, bigger gestures, please. And they're like, I'm using my gestures. And then you go back and forth. And that just, you know, that takes away that precious um, instruction time.
1: Right. You want to leave and get out of there after you say that. But sometimes we need to remember when prompting students, we don't want to point out a student. Mm -hmm. Um, Rather than saying, Jimmy, I told you to use your partner's gestures, please. If you notice one or two students participating, um, not participating, I should say, to Mm -hmm. your students' expectations, then you can say, um, remember to do big gestures, please, and do it like that. Um, we'll stay tuned, because we're going to be talking on future podcasts about some of those strategies to put in place if you need to. Right. It's like, we
0: don't want to shame them. We don't want to scold them. So make kind of a general, um, Yeah, a general announcement about them not doing it, but yeah, so there are some micro steps, you know, we have micro steps for our attention getter and for our brain engager, and there are also micro steps for our collaborative learning. So, and I can't wait to do this with my class actually. So the the first micro step is gonna be where the teacher claps twice and says, teach, and the students clap twice and say, okay. And so you just practice that for a couple of times
1: and then you want to um, have students make that really quick turn and face their partner and begin teaching them just what you taught them and that's probably one thing I haven't micro stepped enough mm-hmm. It's just practicing that quick turn and back quick turn and back so they get used to how fast it needs to go
0: exactly and I was going to say that yeah that Um, Just practice turning and then back and I know Andrea talks about that a lot and does a really good job explaining that and then students are going to teach each other Continually until you call them back with class. Yes, and I remember the first time I was doing or teaching my students to do that teach. Okay, that collaborative learning and I forgot to tell them you got to keep teaching each other until I call you back. So they kind of like said that bullet point and then they just kind of looked at me like, well, what what do we do now? And so you have to remind them, yeah. You have to remind them to, you know, keep teaching until I call you back.
1: Right. It's all about procedures and that mm-hmm. practice and getting things into place. Mm-hmm. So just like in the other steps of our whole brain teaching cycle, there are some power ups to step four, this collaborative learning as well. And that first one, that beginner is that clap twice and teach. And that is what we just described. The teacher claps twice and says, teach. Then the students clap twice and say, okay. Then they make that quick turn and they teach their partner until they call them back. Mm-hmm. So Laura, what's um, the immediate level for this
0: Yeah, so intermediate is where you're going to add that variety. So it's a teach okay variety. And this is really your opportunity to get creative. You can change up the number of claps that you do. You maybe want to clap three times or five times before you say teach. Maybe you want to stomp your feet before you say teach. Um, What's like some variety that you've used in your classroom Rhonda.
1: Well, I usually have a student's desk up in front of me and sometimes I'll just pound that desk and say teach and then they pound their desk and say okay and they like that because it's just something different. Do you have any fun ones?
0: You know, I like to just kind of do like clapping and snapping and just different kind of rhythms and you can change your voice too. So, you know, you could have a high voice, a low voice, um, a Southern drawl, you know, just get creative and make it a lot of fun. That I really like the Um, intermediate step because you can add that variety. What about the advanced?
1: Okay, this is um, our switch. Mm -hmm. So to ensure that all students get a chance to speak and to listen, you'll introduce to your students that, "Uh uh-oh, switch. The teacher yells out, "Uh uh-oh, switch, while pulling down on a giant imaginary switch. Mm -hmm. The students respond, "Uh uh-oh, switch, using that same gesture. And then the student that was talking is listening, when the student that was listening is now doing the teaching. And this is an excellent practice of getting both of them chance to talk and both of them that chance to listen.
0: Yeah, and both of those things are so important. I mean, Uh be a good listener is an important
1: skill to have, so. Right, and you know, you always have those ones that wanna do all the talking too. (laughs) And just will monopolize it the whole time if you don't, so. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so then we come to the legendary, and this is where your brainies come in. So at the legendary level, we are now asking students to bring in those brainies and that critical thinking. So as a teacher, we would clap twice and we say brainies. Students would respond with two claps and say, okay. But this time, while they are teaching each other, students are using critical thinking gestures, such as compare and contrast, For example, um, other complex thinking and detail adder. We also want students to use brainies that are the foundation for writing. So things such as capital letter, punctuation, comma, um, paragraph, indent, topic, sentence, adjectives, and so forth. Um, In addition to the brainies, you can use deep critical thinking words such as solve, predict, compare, contrast, connect, infer, cause and effect, and so forth. So how that would look is if you are reading, say two different versions of a fairy tale, if you want your students to compare those two versions, you would clap twice and say, compare, students would clap twice and say, okay, they would turn and then start comparing those two versions. So it's just, it kind of bumps up that critical thinking during that collaborative learning. Right,
1: and like we've stressed before, you've got to start out slow. Um, if you're new to this, you might not get to this legendary level yet, or especially at the beginning of the year. It's okay mm-hmm. to take it slow. So just skip down the, that beginner part down before you move on. I, just, I, I know we say that every single time, but I think some teachers might get frustrated that they think they need to be at this higher level, and, you know, it's, it's okay not to be there yet. You know, take really- some
0: Yeah, and I'm really glad that you do bring that up Um, almost every podcast because I I do think that it's such a good thing to remember that you want to start out slow and don't move to that next level until you feel confident at the level previous. So, yeah, I'm so appreciative that you bring that up. So then we have one more level, which is the semi-divine level. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. that's our golden quad golden quad is one of our most powerful instructive games the teacher poses a question students are given given time to prepare and then the teacher randomly selects students to answer one sentence at a time mm-hmm. a four sentence answer must be completed in 90 seconds or longer if the teacher you know chooses to do so mm-hmm. kids race around the clock eager to earn the golden quad victory dance and this kind of has a special place in our heart, Laura, because this is, we each have a video of our golden quad um, that helped us with our golden certification. So do you want to talk a little bit about your golden quad video? All I can say is we had such a blast doing that. I mean, my kids got
0: so excited when I would say, it's time for the golden quad. It's time to play golden quad. And I mean, and, and the thing is too, is that it, they start encouraging each other, you know, So you know, you're trying to get it in that 90 seconds and, and, um, they have to come up and they never know who's going to be called to come up with that, uh, sentence. But, um, we, we just had so much fun doing it. And,
1: uh, what about you? Well, I remember I having we were playing and we'd get so close cause I had the timer displayed on our whiteboard. So they would see how close that we are, that we were on the game and mm-hmm. we would try and try and try. And I mean, I remember that class vividly on how hard we worked on that golden quad game and got the video ready for coach and they really enjoyed it. And I like going back and watching that video because I had some sweethearts. Um, yeah. Todd Roberts um, daughter was in my class that year. And so it's, There was a a bunch of good, great student leaders in that class, and it's fun to look at that. And we had, our game was um, showing glorious kindness to a new student that came in, and that was what we were working on. And they just, they rocked it. I was so proud of them.
0: Yeah, that, that really is a fun game to play. But like you said, you know, that might be something that you start bringing in, like,
1: towards the end of the year, that semi divine level, so. And if you want to check out those videos, they are on um, Crispy Bull's YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. if you're listening there, just look for Laura's name or my name and you can see those videos and check those out. We had a lot yeah. of fun doing them.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: So if we think about the collaborative learning piece,
0: how has that improved your classroom dynamics?
1: I think it's definitely improved the dynamics it, it really i like the part where i'm checking their comprehension and seeing what they know um before i go on with that next teaching point and i just feel like that's a vital point to it and it helps me as a teacher know whether to go on or mm-hmm. if i need to go back and review how about in your classroom
0: yeah i really like
1: the collaborative learning because it gives me a chance
0: um to be more of a facilitator while the students are teaching each other. And I know that we have talked, I think it was in the last um, podcast that we did, we talked about that sometimes, you know, they hear me teaching and, you know, after a while they get a little tired of Mrs. Forehand's voice. And so they may turn me off, but when their partner is teaching with them, you know, they, they perk up. They get excited. They're doing those big gestures. They're encouraging each other to do those big gestures. So, yeah, I really like to see how it it really kind of builds that class
1: community. It really does. So well, when we have um, visitors that come in and, and watch children teaching, you know, they're amazed at that part of this teach okay and the engagement that you know they are teaching each other and stuff like that. So it's really it's really a cool experience. Absolutely, it really is. So we want to just
0: remind you as we kind of close up today that everything that we have talked about the entire Whole Brain Teaching Cycle can be found on um, wholebrainteaching.com so please be sure to check it out and review all the steps
1: of that Whole Brain Teaching Cycle. Right also remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and I know some of us even have some Twitter accounts that you can follow us on you can get clarification and answers to your question from both staff and executive board members. And you're welcome to email us. We are always willing to help you in this process because yeah, so we so want talk about it. Exactly. And do you want to share
0: like our email addresses? Do you want to share your email address? Sure. It's just my first name, Rhonda Arlt at wholebrainteaching.com. Yeah. And then mine's Laura Forehand at wholebrainteaching.com. And that's pretty much what all the staff members It's just their first name, last name at wholebrainteaching.com. So we want to encourage you to stay tuned for future podcasts because we will be having some special guests come on and they will be discussing various topics about whole brain teaching and maybe even going deeper into some of the topics that we have talked about already. So we want to encourage you to to stay tuned because we've
1: got some super excited about i guess that we were going to have coming on next so can't yes. wait please um considering sharing this podcast with your friends whether they are new to whole brain teaching or they are a veteran whole brain teacher it doesn't hurt to listen and review because sometimes laura and i will forget something and we're like oh yeah we forgot to do that that might help so mm-hmm. feel free to share this podcast with everyone that um you would like to. So until then, in the words of Coach B, Whole Brain Teaching empowers students as they take the role of the teacher.
0: Thanks, Thanks, everyone.